That'll do it. The game may be over, but our coverage of Utah Jazz basketball is just beginning. That kid is on fire on catch-and-shoot threes right now. This is Utah Jazz Game Night Post Game Show. Dante drives in and out and bounces to Gobert, and he rocks the pass Presented by both Mark Miller Subaru locations. Go where love takes you in the completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback. Available now at Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Now, it's time for a complete wrap of tonight's Utah Jazz game on the Utah Jazz Radio Network. Jazz Game Night Post Game Show brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. Jake Scott, the coach Gordon Chiesa with you. Jazz followed the Lakers tonight, 121-96. to We'll get you down in the locker room. We'll get you to the podium coming up shortly as well. Let's start things off with your sharp stats of the game brought to you by the Les Olsen Company, your uh, Les Olsen Company, your office technology partner. Coach, tonight the Jazz shot 41% from the field, 34 of 83. They were 14 of 31 uh, from three. They were led by Donovan Mitchell, who had 29 points on 11 of 24 shooting. Donovan also had five assists and four rebounds. Rudy Gobert, 13 points and 10 boards tonight. Uh, Boyan Bogdanovich with uh, 23 on uh, six of 15 shooting. Six of 10 from three. Very good uh, from three tonight. Uh, but, Coach, you, you've uh, kind of been hitting on this. The Jazz had three block shots and three steals compared to when you look at the Lakers, who had uh, actually 12 block shots to go along with 13 steals, including three blocks and four steals from Kyle Kuzma. The Lakers were just all over the place tonight. So 25 possession activity plays, meaning uh, blocks and steals by the Lakers to the Jazz 6. 25 to 6. So that gives them extra possessions, momentum plays, coming down the floor uh, in in, in a fast pace with everyone running with their uh, trusted friends of trying to score a basket for their team, meaning the Lakers. And what the Lakers did tonight, Jake, uh, they had they had um, lively hands versus contact hands. And so their hands were lively, whether it's up vertically or was it in the passing lanes, they were stealing and blocking the ball, yet they didn't foul as much. The Jazz have 24 fouls committed tonight, which a lot of it was body fouls and contact fouls. And so what you want to try to do is play defense with your feet first and hands away from your, the opponent's, opposing team's body. And that was a huge factor tonight as far as the activity level of the defense of the Lakers. Talking about the Lakers scoring in transition, uh, the fast break points tonight coach uh, the Lakers outscored the Jazz 35 uh, excuse me 32 to 5 so I mean that just illustrates exactly what you're getting at very much so when you play defense in an NBA type game it's open floor scoring and you're running down the court wide and through and LeBron with the ball or Rajon Rondo only good things are going to happen if you remember you have Anthony Davis either ahead of the play or trailing or JaVale McGee and those guys are momentum dunkers then you add Dating Green and Catavius Coel Pope as far as uh, spacing out an early offense for the Lakers point of view it's a perfect storm but it all starts on defense and we 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 often say that your offense is predicated on how well you play defense consistently. All right, let's throw things down to the podium where Quinn Snyder is addressing the media. Quinn, they had a 32-5 to fast break point advantage. Just what did you see kind of on both ends on the, in the transition game? Well, I, you know, it comes, in, it comes a lot of ways, whether it's we had a lot of good looks um, in the paint in the first half. And when you don't finish, um, I thought, you know, we got threes and we got to the rim. Um, when you don't finish, it's very difficult to defend. If you turn the ball over, it's very difficult to defend. And then, you know, the, there were a number of times when we didn't run back as hard as we need to. It's that simple. They, they, they ran the court harder than we did. And, you know, you can get away with that. Sometimes, but against a team that runs and pushes and is athletic as they are, you know, they need to see bodies. So um, I think those those three areas, you know, you can dissect certain plays, but those are kind of sweeping categories that that end up in transition baskets, whether it be threes or, or layups, but high percentage shots. Going bigger picture than just this game, mm-hmm. the Jazz were number one or two in defensive numbers through mm-hmm. about 15 games, but in the last seven, mm-hmm. 
five times you've given up 120 points. What's the bigger trend across these seven games? Well, I think at the beginning of the year, um, there was a determination and a focus defensively, and it, you know it, it showed. Um, more recently, um, we've allowed other things, whether it be a missed shot, so the perception of a bad call, you know, a turnover. Everything's lingered. Um, so our, our inability to get to the next play, um, I think, has hurt our defense, and that. Um, not being collectively focused on something that's that requires five guys playing together you know whatever your um you know those breakdowns can occur so many different ways but invariably the 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 common thread is probably some sort of miscommunication sometimes it's silence sometimes you know somebody does something you don't see like it, it it that's where it stems from where you're not you know playing as a unit and it's you know no one player can can guard five guys sometimes you you have there's a matchup situation where it's difficult to guard your man and that's when you need help and you know that's I think something that, that we have been good at this year and but if your nine mind isn't focused on it, if it's not a priority if there's other things that you're thinking about um, it becomes difficult to do and, and it shows up and I think that's where whether it's changing ends in transition um, you know missed block out a blown assignment not talking all, all those things um, we've had slippage as well you know it, you know I think just Sometimes working on something and, and habitually working on provides that emphasis, but you know that's not an excuse. We have to be able to guard whether or not we, you know, ha- you know have the, the mental picture. You know that's why you have a walkthrough. That's why you talk about it. That's why you got we got to execute. Seems like there were higher quality shots in the first half. Did you mm-hmm. see that from your offense? Uh, um, yeah, I, I, I think you know a lot of things with shot quality. Um, you want open shots, you know, and the more open, the better. Sometimes you want, um, like I like Boyan shooting a contested shot from three early in the clock on a kick ahead. Those are good shots. So I thought we did get, I thought Donovan did an excellent job of, you know, getting to the rim, um, making good decisions in his, he missed some, um, and that'll happen against their rim protection. So you're never happy when the ball doesn't go in as much as you want but I think that's something for the players to to understand is it's not okay but you know it's 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 a good thing that you're generating good shots and that's that's something you can't always control whether they go in but you can seek to control um you know that that part of the game and I think you know again I think in the first half we did a really good job of that we we hurt ourselves offensively at the end of quarters you know and that against a team that's that's good and to me that's just you know again you know us being focused and mentally right because those are situations we we know You've done some tinkering with the bench rotation. Obviously, Mike Conley being out had to change things. Have you got a few more ideas you want to tinker with? Because it seems like there's still runs against the bench that are a problem. Well, you know, we've we've. You're right. It's you know, we've made you know kind of different decisions. Um, it's a delicate thing that you you're going to play different combinations. You have to be careful that. You know, you don't overreact to something that happens. So that's why you watch film. Um, try to give those those decisions and opportunities time to breathe. Um, but obviously, when um, when you're trying to figure that out, you're looking at different combinations and how the guys can play together. Sometimes it's matchups which change it. Sometimes it's injury. So that's something that we got to continue to look at and work on. Thanks, okay. Thanks, coach. All right. Thank you. Uh, that was Coach Quinn Snyder right there. Jazz followed the Lakers tonight, 121-296. Uh, I thought that was a good question from David James uh, talking about uh, the bench, and I thought that was a fairly uh, insightful answer from Quinn Snyder saying they're they're working on it. They're throwing stuff against the wall, and they've got to figure out a way to, to make that work. And bench scoring is absolutely critical, and the way to do that is create movement, whether it's off the ball or off screening action. So if the Jazz do start, uh, don't start uh, – George Niang, Royce O'Neal, uh, Ed Davis, 
and Dante Exum and uh, Manny Moutier, they have to figure out uh, how to play those guys with movement. And it's screening action. It's a uh, it's precise cutting. It's dribble handoff where you catch the handoff in v- with velocity to try to turn the corner against a, a upright defense. It's not one thing. It's all little things. And Quinn talked about where well, you're trying to get, get the right combination where uh, Donovan Mitchell and Boyan Bondanovich and Joe Ingles basically uh, and Michael Conley. Uh, all four of those guys are uh, uh, shot creators. So what you want to try to do is attempt to, based on the matchups, have two of those four guys with the second unit most of the time. So that no matter what happens, that they're a steady influence and they can create a shot for themselves or a team shot. So, so George Nyang, he needs a screen to be effective. Now, besides spacing out and a driving kick, I get that. But people like George Niang, type people, Joe Ingles, the defense doesn't leave them. See, they're staying at home. So what you got to try to do is move them around by screening action and by cutting velocity. All right, let's take a look at your points in the paint tonight. Brought to you by Serta Pro Painters. Call 1-800-GO-SERTA or visit SertaPro.com. That's Serta with a C. We do painting. You do live tonight. Points in the paint. The Jazz smashed by the Lakers 52-34. to And, uh, you know, Coach, I guess that's uh, allowing penetration from the backcourt from uh, the likes of LeBron James. And it's somebody like Anthony Davis who certainly can finish. Very much so. Davis-type people, they finish airborne and they finish what with footwork. And so is LeBron. And JaVale McGee also did a good job as far as in finishing in traffic. And Dwight Howard, the same thing. So you got to, from the Jazz point of view, cushion defense by ball containment where you're in a stance and you're, 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 your sole purpose defensively is to try to keep the dribbler. Now, I know LeBron's the, the world's greatest player. I get it. So, LeBron, you're trying to give a cushion and all the other guys. I'm talking more about Gatavius Cole-Pope and about Danny Green or about Rajon Rondo getting into the paint. You have to give a cushion, move your feet, play early help defense, and recover out of it. So the Lakers dominate the paint because they were conscious of driving the ball into the painted area and direct post-ups on a two-footed catch by the Laker players. They got a lot of layups in transition as well, Coach. And, I mean, we saw those two back cuts right in a row from Contavious Caldwell-Pope where LeBron hit him with the, the one-handed over-the-shoulder pass. You know, those go in those points in the paint category too and it seemed like the Lakers got a lot of those. Very much. So that was top-lock defense. Donovan Mitchell was trying to play on top side of Contavious Caldwell-Pope. Also, it was Danny Green later or early in the game and so was Rajon Rondo, which means that you're not between the basket and your man. You're top, you're top of your defender. What the Jazz did incorrect was that the defensive player in the screener, he should be in center field, protecting the paint area, he was up in the coverage, and that gave uh, a, cl- a clear path for, for, for Pope, uh, Pope to go one step towards the, towards the defensive player and back cut to the basket without any help defensive player, either on help side or, again, the defensive player that's guarding the screener, you're playing off the screening action and you're protecting on the back cut. You're not in the coverage over the top. All right, we want to remind you, go where love takes you in the completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback, available now at Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Uh, your final tonight, the Jazz followed the Lakers 121-96. to We'll take you inside the locker room, coming up right around the corner right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Game night post game show. Jake Scott, the coach, Gordon Chiesa with you. It's brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation free Subaru retailer. Jazz followed the Lakers tonight, 121 to 96. We'll get you down in the locker room coming up momentarily. Uh, no big deal. Uh, we've got a coach up here in the studio, Utah State, San Jose State going on ESPN2. Just saw. Our boy Scott Gerrard on TV. He's a, he's a national celebrity. Yes, he is. And he's doing well and he's, he's calling the game. For a 1280 of the zone, and right now the Utah State Aggies are up one over San Jose, 27 26. Not a whole lot of people in that arena right uh, right there, Coach. Not a whole lot of San Jose uh, State basketball fans at the moment. Not right now. But at tonight's game here at Vivint Smart Arena, Jake, Scott, there was a lot of Laker fans here. People don't realize there's a lot of uh, transplanted. Uh, 
Californiaites that live in Salt Lake City, and that's their favorite team. But our favorite team is the Utah Jazz. It's hard. It's difficult. The Jazz are disappointing loss tonight. They have to go back to fundamentals. Go back, watch the films, do breakdown drills of uh, – uh, cutting with velocity, ball movement, defensively, uh, getting more ball pressure, the point of pickup the, uh, as far as trying to create turnovers, early eyes being in passing lanes, and just generally speaking, impact your will. Be more physical without fouling. And so that's a, at that fine line, Jake. What are you talking about? Be physical, but I foul too much. What you want to try to do is is not grab and hold, but keep your body on somebody without by grabbing them and holding them. And that's a huge factor. Tonight's game, the Lakers were, were definitely the more physical team. The Jazz had so many contact fouls. They committed 24 fouls, and that was a huge factor during the course of the game played out with Rudy early three fouls, and so did Joe Ingles, and later on Ed Davis in the first half had three fouls. Uh, let's check out your assist feature, and then we'll take you down into the locker room. Uh, sponsored by Larry H. Miller Dealerships. Throughout the Utah Jazz season, Larry H. Miller Dealerships donating $50 for each assist to Larry H. Miller Charities. We are driven by you. Uh, assist tonight, Coach. Uh, the Jazz had 20 assists on 34 made field goals. Uh, they were led by uh, Joe Ingles, who had five. Donovan Mitchell had five assists, and then uh, Bogdanovich had three, a bunch of guys with two. But uh, 20 assists on uh, on 34 made field goals. Coach, you uh, in the pregame, you set the bar for assists that you want to see tonight at 26. Didn't quite get there. Very much. And I think about it, uh, during the course of a game, if that was achievable, the 26 assists, the tempo of the game might change, we'll say, in the third quarter when the game was still uh, being played out and still being competitive. And what you want to do is create movement. And that's both player and ball movement. Have that ball hopping. And then once you catch that ball off movement, Usually speaking, the ball finds you when you are moving and cutting. And when the ball finds you, generally speaking, I always shoot better because I'm in rhythm, both footwork-wise and also with the mental rhythm that you need. You got the feeling tonight, Jake, with the Lakers, they caught in rhythm, but both airborne as far as law passes, but also with their uh, really... Uh, wonderful screening game that the Lakers really never showed uh, till this year with the new coach Frank Vogel that's put a, a different wrinkle as far as their offensively with LeBron being what the main guy would assist. Alright let's uh, send things down to the locker room now where Tony Parks is standing by with Jeff Green. Tony? <laughs> uh, right now we're low. I'll be honest with you. Uh, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. We're not where we want to be. Uh, last six games to me um, we kind of took you know a couple steps back to what the progress that we had uh, going into uh, the beginning of that road trip. But um, you know the great thing about the NBA is uh, you know we got a couple games ahead of us that are games that we can win. Uh, we got two days to practice, which would be great for us to get back to our roots. Um, and you know we're gonna go in tomorrow and with a game plan to, you know, get better. Um, you know, we can't get too down on, our, on ourselves. It's, to me, it's still early in the season. Um, you know, we got to get healthy, uh, get Mike back. Um, but at the end of the day, we have to focus on our defensive end uh, communication. You mentioned communication defensively. What are some of those other glaring things that you want to address immediately as you have practice? At this point, everything, uh, to be honest with you. Uh, but. It starts with communication. Uh, it starts with our transition defense. Um, I don't. I. I'm not sure how many points we gave up in transition for them, but uh, I got to say it's probably over 20. Um, but um, I think that's the start of it. That's that's the base of it. And uh, once we get in our half court defense, um, that's when the communi- communication factor kicks in. So um, you know we we'll, we we'll start with it tomorrow. Like this team has that honest approach that they know what these are. We have to. We have to. We have to be honest with ourselves um, and really uh, be truthful. Truthful with ourselves. Um, we know what we're doing wrong. We knew. We know what's uh, lacking in our defensive effort, and we just have to man up about it and um, you know take it in the chest, uh, get better, um, and you know continue to fight. How do you explain? The, the slippage on defense because you guys were pretty good at the beginning. No, we were of the really season. good. I mean, we were you know number one in defense at a point in the season. Um, but I mean, that's the that's the season, man. Uh, it's a long season. You know, it's, it's highs and lows, and everybody goes through them. And we're just going through ours right now. So um, it's the obstacle we have to get over, and uh, I believe we will. That 
Baker team is the kind of caliber of team that you guys would face in the playoffs. How do you, do you use that as a measuring stick to say, hey, we need to get you know, a lot no, better this month? You don't, I, don't, I, I personally don't care what they're doing. Uh, we have to focus on what we have to do. Um, the Lakers have their own agenda, and we have ours. And we right now we have to correct our approach. And, you know, when the time comes, uh, the playoffs come around, we're facing them. Uh, we're, we'll be ready. But right now we have to focus on, on our team. Thank you, Guys, that's Jeff Green. Let's go back to you. Thought some uh, interesting comments there, Coach, from Jeff Green. One thing he, he hit on a couple of times that they're going to practice. I'm not sure if they will practice uh, tomorrow and Friday, but you can assume that they'll probably have at least one practice there. But, Coach, uh, due to the travel schedule, practicing is not something that this team has done very much. So the, it will be useful to have a couple of days and some time on the practice floor. And, you know, I know it's something that we hit over and over again, but, the, you know, there's 10 new players on this team. You've got to work them in and, and some time on the practice floor will probably do them some good and practice starts with as far as this uh, going over the fundamentals there's been some slippage because of lack of practice time and alertness and it's been both on offense and defense generally speaking most teams would will, will slip on one area of their overall game unfortunately for the Jazz right now it's on both sides now they can correct it these are all things that are correctable the coaching staff is a bunch of smart people and now that what you want to try to do first thing defensively is, is uh, effort sprinting back and recovery in tonight's game Jake, the Jazz are outscored 32 to five in fast break points. Mm. Jake, it's a home game, so there's there, you have no chance of winning if we, whether it's home or away, especially if it's home where you should be dictating the tempo. If you don't get back in recovery with bodies, and I don't mean just one person. I mean everyone come back, and you you got to point the ball, stop the ball. You've got to build a wall to take away some of LeBron's. Uh, Dribble drives where he he gap penetrates into the top of the basket, and only good things happen for the Lakers' point of view. And tonight's game, there wasn't one back tip in recovery. In other words, where you're running back, you're a big guy, you're running back on defense, the dribbler is coming down the middle of the floor, you run your free hand through the dribbler versus versus just trotting back and let that dribbler keep penetrating where it's an outnumbered game where there's more players on offense than defense. Back tipping is a great way to make the dribbler have to pause and be less aggressive in attack mode. All right, let's head things back down to the locker room where Tony Parks is standing by with Donovan Mitchell. Tony. Uh, my precision. Uh, we turned the ball over. You know, uh, simple mistakes. You know, I think... Um, stuff that we can control. I think you look at what we did at the beginning of the year, how we took care and shared the ball, and then what we're doing the past six games is it's not who we are, and um, you know, there's not really much coach can say. It's really just on us in the locker room uh, to figure it out. Can you point to a reason why the defense has slipped over the last seven or so games? We've turned the ball over. It's hard to execute on, on defense when you turn the ball over like that, and you got to run back, and then you got shooters, then you got you know, Anthony Davis running the lane, you got Brown running the lane, you got Siakam, you know, there's so many like so many different things um, that you can really point to. But I think just being more precise, um, like, like me throwing a lot from half court, like, you know, understanding that that's not going to be there against that team, like little things that you just know um, that we just got to be able to to work on. When you're on the court, you're having a conversation with Boyan. You always feel like these are productive conversations yeah. and they're helping you guys. I think, I think that was one of the most productive ones we've had. I think there are times we need to go back and forth. You know, at the end of the day, it was my fault, you know, and he let me know it. And I think that's what makes us better. You know, a lot of times when you have a group that's so connected like we are, um, ten times to kind of be nice, you know, no, like, you know, let each other have it. You know, I think that's that's what makes us better. You know, and I think um, having a guy like that, you know, being able to, like, explain to me what I did wrong while, you know, it may look like it's aggressive, but he's explaining to me. And I think, obviously, we figured it out six points later. But, you know, I think that's that's what we need. We need that energy and that fight. Um, and we, we haven't really had it fully. You know, we've had it in spurts, but we haven't had it in fully. How do you right guys now, fight it, through this? How do you guys fight through this uh, on, on and off the floor, in the locker room, on the floor, execution-wise, effort-wise? Uh, man, that's a good question. I mean, um, this. I think for me, I think for us, I think we just gotta continue to um, to just stay with each other. You know, what I mean, it's easy to kind of point. You know, who's there, who's that, and you know, in times like this, you know, no offense to you guys, but allowing that to kind of create the the, the pull. You know, away from I think, like I said, we have guys that 
genuinely want to be around each other, and I don't think that that separation's hard. Separation's going to be there, so we got to be able to first have that, which we do, and then we got to come in and look ourselves in the mirror, uh, all 15 of us. You know, stuff that I could do better. Uh, Rudy, Dante, Jeff, Mike, Joe, like being able to take that accountability. You know, I think being able to, like, like he was saying, like I say with Boyan, being able to hold each other accountable. You know, when it's necessary. I think that's that's huge. You know, we were we're nice, we're nice to each other, but we got to be able to make sure, like, look, we we got to pick this up, and I think we all know it. Um, but yeah. How do you work on the mental approach? Because right now it seems like even when you talk about those turnovers, a lot of that's mental mistakes. Yeah, I mean, just being more precise. I think being sure with what you want to do. You know, I think that's that's really what it is. Coming in the coming into the paint, understanding like, all right, like knowing what's going to be there, and then understanding that if it's not there, having a counter to it. Just being like, just when I keep saying precise, like just being forceful. You know, um, being sure. You know, the first like six or eleven points. You know, we were sure we wanted to do Bojan shot a three. Joe shoots his three. You know, we're getting out in transition. We know what we want. You know, there was a time where Royce drove the ball, even though he got blocked. Be sure of what you're doing. Like I'll take that. You know, I think that's that's one of the things we got to be sure of. Like just go out there and just be strong with it. You know, and if they block it, they block it. They miss, they miss. You know, like um, I think that's that's where we got to be. There's no getting around that right now it's kind of a low point in the season, the way these, this last stretch of game has gone. How do, you, how do you treat that? How do you respond to it? You gotta come and show up to work, you know. And that's that's really what it is. You gotta show up and you gotta be able to have the right atti- attitude. You know, you can't come in here and say, all right, well, you know, I had a good game, or you know, well, I did this, or well, you have to do that. Like, no, like, so all look at each other in, in, in the mirror. I think look at each other and be like, look, this is what we gotta do. And you know, it's it's always easy to say, like, and to be honest with you guys, I'm, it's the point where I've said the same thing like the past six games. It's just like, man, it's just repetitive, and we gotta figure it out. Um, that's all I got. Thank you, guys. That's Donovan Mitchell. Let's go back to you. Thank you very much, Tony. Uh, Donovan tonight, 29 points on 11 of 24 shooting, five assists and uh, four rebounds. And, Coach, he said a number of really uh, insightful things, I thought, right there. But one thing that stood out to me, he said that they've got to stay together. It's really easy to blame others when things aren't going, you know, uh, according to plan. It's easy to kind of look around the room, but they need to to stay tight and committed to all pulling in the same direction. I I thought that was insightful from him. They're teammates and floor mates. And it's two different things. A teammate is someone that you enjoy being around. And then a floor mate is someone that you enjoy playing with. And now sometimes those players are both teammates and floor mates. And you've got to stick together. But on the court... You've, you you have to play as a unit, and uh, Donna was talking with uh, Boyan where they had some uh, um, they had some words about a. a, a Donovan's a pass. So that's all part of a healthy relationship where there has to be some level of accountability and even uh, uh, friction because friction is good. It makes you be more alert and edgy, and that's what you want to do. This NBA thing, this is edgy. You have to be tough mentally and that you've got to play forward and defend forward and shoot forward, and most of all, you make a mistake, owe up to it, be a man about it, and move on. All right, uh, it is your Jazz Game Night postgame show. Jake Scott, Coach Gordy Chiesa with you. Want to remind you, go where love takes you in the completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback. Available now at Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Your final 121-96. to We'll get you more sound from the locker room. Coming up next, you're on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz Game Night Post Game Show brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. Jake Scott, Coach Gordon Chiesa with you. The Jazz fall to the Lakers tonight, 121-96. to We'll get you uh, more sound from the locker room uh, coming up here momentarily. But, uh, Coach, let's get to tonight's uh, Master of the Glass, brought to you by Safe Light Auto Glass, the local vehicle glass expert here for another great year of basketball. Proud to be the preferred auto glass partner of the Utah Jazz. Safe Light Auto Glass is also proud to present this year's Master of the Glass 
Glass Rebound Program. At the end of the regular season, SafeLight will donate $5 for each rebound secured by this year's team rebound leader, with all proceeds going to benefit the neighborhood house. Tonight's master of the glass coach, as usual, Rudy Gobert. Ten boards to go along with his 13 points. He did have four offensive rebounds tonight, coach. The Jazz with 40 total rebounds as opposed to uh, the Lakers' 46. Lakers had uh, eight offensive rebounds, uh, as did uh, the Jazz. Which actually, considering how much they were getting out-rebounded by at halftime, well, certainly was an improvement in the second half. Very much. The Jazz are much active on the boards, and that third guy was cracking down and putting a body on people, and that was George Niang often was the guy that was the blockout rebounder uh, trying to take away uh, Dwight Howard's as far as his body or JaVel McGee as Rudy tried to help as far as dribble penetration. And what you want to try to do is rebound by committee. And the Jazz in the second half definitely improved by all five guys trying to put a body in somebody. There was very little ball watching. Often when you get beat on the glass is when the perimeter guys don't play themselves back into the rotation and they all ball watch. The flip side for the Lakers, you got the feeling off the bench, Dwight Howard dominated the glass. He gets nine rebounds and it's, it's when he got them. He, he was cleaning up the boards defensively. There was people hanging on him. He was able to come, come out of the pack with the rebound and, and ignite ignite the Lakers fast break by him throwing uh, throwing quick outlet passes to Rondo and LeBron James. Not that we have to uh, dedicate a large portion of the show to Dwight Howard, but I'll tell you what, this role that the Lakers have carved out for him where he's coming off the bench, the pressure is is almost none. Uh, he even made a three tonight. He, he did a jab step and made a three. But anyway, it not not being the focal point of everything, Coach, I think has been really good for him. He's a, he's a really important piece to what this Laker team does, which is surprising to me, given that he's bounced around these past couple of years and not, you know, not played well at all. Here he finds this limited role with the Lakers where he can come in and be that energy that you're talking about, and he's actually really good at it. Very much. And again, age 33 and a half, he gets it now. He didn't get it when he's 28, but now it, as as the, the evolution of his career arc, he understands what his role is and he accepts his role. And, he, and once you accept your role and you have talent, you usually flourish in that role. So 19 minutes a game, give or take, as far as on average, he impacts the lane, he gets rebounds, he blocks shots, and he's a recipient scorer. And adding that, the three-point shot tonight, that was all based on him being active at the glass. The ball finds you. It's the most amazing phenomenon, including Dwight Howard. Jake, the ball found him at the three-point line because Dwight is all his activity level in the lane. All right, let's throw things back down to the Jazz locker room where Tony Parks is standing by with Rudy Gobert. Tone? Rudy, you've had a few of these stretches during your time with the Jazz. Does this one feel any different, though? I mean, they're all different, but obviously this year the expectations are higher. You know, we we hold ourselves at higher standards. So, you know, it's um, every loss is, is when a loss today is not like a loss six years ago, you know what I mean? Six years ago, when we lost, we just like okay, we're just learning. Today, we we want to win every night, especially at home. You know, so it's a uh, yeah, it's really tough stretch. Kind of related to that, is it feel like because you know the Lakers will be your playoff competition, or probably would be at some point that you know that they are a measuring stick that you guys want to reach at the season even. Yeah, you know we they are definitely one of the best teams this year in the league, one of the contenders and. Those are the teams that, I mean, we, we think we're content too. We're not playing like it right now, but that's the standards that we want to have for ourselves. And, you know, tonight we saw that, you know, that team, I mean, every minute on the court, they take every everything seriously, you know, and that's not what we've been doing. Where does that focus go when it's not, on, you know, on the game? You know, what, what has changed about the focus in the last seven or so? I mean, I think we just got to come together, you know, instead of everyone going in different different directions. Um, we do it at times, you know, but not all the time. Uh, maybe, you know, sometimes, I mean, we, when we're traveling and all that, you know, when you're tired, everything becomes a little harder. And in those, those moments, that's when we have to be even more together. This might be hard to answer, but how do you get out of a stretch like this? How do you dig yourself out of the hole? I mean, we're 12 and 10. Uh, we, 
I mean, beside Mike, we don't have any injuries right now. Uh, so, you know, it's get back to work and still enjoy the game, you know, because it's the most important thing to, to have fun when you play. But, you know, maybe uh, come back a little tough for the next game and, you know, try to, we say it every night, but communication and all these little things that can, that can help help each other and you know and, and then it has to translate translate on the court. Do you look forward to practicing when you haven't practiced for a while? Especially I don't look forward to practice but I think we need it. I mean I think we um, we just need to get our habits you know back and you know, there's no better way than practice for that. You feel good about the fact that this team has shown they can be great defensively together? like you guys were earlier in the year? I mean, there's no doubt about that. You know, but can we do it every night? Is it important enough? That's the, that's the real question. Thanks, Rudy. Guys, that's Rudy Gobert. Thanks. Let's go back to you. Thank you very much, uh, Tony. Um, I thought that was uh, a great response, actually, from Rudy, where our friend, uh, Coach Ben Anderson, KSL Sports, uh, asked the question, are you looking forward to practicing? And Rudy said, no, I'm not looking forward to practice, but we need it. I thought that was a, a pretty funny response from Rudy right there. Well, he's being comical, and he means it, though, as far as practice is hard, but the Jazz do need it. And that's all teams, that there's so much slippage in, in the NBA schedule because the, all these habits that Rudy talked about that the Jazz have as far as we, in the shell drill, where you point to the ball, where you move your feet, where you, you're in coverage, your knees are bent, there's slippage because you ha- there's not emphasized because you haven't been on the court. It's the little things. E- even in the end, NFL, this slippage as far as uh, uh, the quarterback throwing in coverage, and that's all part of it. You have to go back to fundamentals and refocus. And and how, how can, as a player, how can I improve? What did I do wrong the last few games that it, I acted out of character, and I'm I'm tired of it, and I'm going to correct it, and I'm going to be a, a better player and decision maker. And it really talks about as far as an elite defensive team. Jake, there's a there's the defenders, there's protectors, and there's guardians on the floor. A defender is somebody that on perimeter is able to play on off the ball in the passing lanes. A protector is someone in the paint area that can block shots. And a guardian is somebody that can ball contain. Now, those three components, sometime in a game, within 10 seconds, Jake Scott, you all three at the same time. So you're all three at the exact same time. And that's what when the Jazz are good. So when Rudy is an elite defensive player, he can he he's in a stance out in perimeter on switch defense. He's playing uh he's playing wing defense as far as guarding a smaller guy in screening action, and uh, most of all, he's a, a rim protector. And that's what the Jazz are good. They've lost some of that. They should get back they will get back to because they know what they're doing and the and the Jazz players, they do care. Well, Rudy uh, Rudy acknowledged. He said expectations have, have changed things a little bit. He said two, three years ago they'd lose games and it was all part of learning. And, and now it's a little bit different feel because they expect to win these games, not only outside expectation, but it, it sounded to me like he was referring to internal expectation that makes tough stretches like this more difficult. Very much. So Mike Collins is a 13-year veteran. Blaine Van Dowd is a six-year veteran. Joe Ingles, six-year veteran. Rudy Gobert, seven-year veteran. Jeff Green, 13-year veteran. Ed Davis, 10-year-old veteran. Get my drift. So minus Donovan Mitchell, who's a, who's a live wire. That guy's good. And Royce O'Neal, who's a overachiever to his credit. We love him. Is that the Jazz are a veteran team. So veteran teams, they should know better. And it all starts with effort and tenacity and focus and respecting the possession. That's both both sides of the ball, offense and defense. Uh, let's take a look at the three-point takeover sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union, helping members achieve their financial dreams for more than 80 years. Uh, Coach, tonight from three, the Jazz were 14 of 31 for 45.2%, which is not bad. Uh, you know, three points, uh, the three-pointers were not the issue tonight. And actually, we heard Coach Schneider talk about that in his comments, how he did like the shots uh, that the Jazz were getting. Maybe you'd like to see those attempts go up just a little bit. But for the most part, that's a pretty good night from three. Uh, Jeff Green, two of four. Bogdanovich, six of ten. Big night for him, obviously. Joe Ingles, one of three. Donovan Mitchell, three of seven. George Niang, two of four, coming off the 
the bench. So actually some some decent shooting from distance tonight for the Utah Jazz. And that was that's encouraging. And but the problem is that it was it was all early in the game where they had rhythm. They were playing defense. The ball was finding the shooters, and the shooters were shooting with confidence, led by footwork. During the course of the game, there was slippage. Then the end of the game, they got back to making some three point shots. When the Jazz are really good, they usually average between fifteen to nine. Excuse me, between thirteen to sixteen makes per game, and it's it's how you take them, whether it's contested, off ball mood, or whether it's you know, it's uh, swing swing passes. And that when the Jazz are good, that's what they do. All right, uh, Coach, coming up on the other side, uh, we will get some final thoughts on this one. Uh, We will tell you how you won some chicken and what you've got to do to get that. Uh, We'll also look ahead to the game coming up on Saturday night against the Memphis Grizzlies. It's all straight ahead of us. Uh, Go where love takes you in the completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback, available now at Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Your final tonight, the Jazz fall to, uh, to the Lakers, 121 to 96 right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Game night post game show brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation free Subaru retailer. Jake Scott, along with the coach Gordon Chiesa, the Jazz fall tonight to the Lakers, one twenty one to ninety six. And uh, we coach, we talked about Dwight, Dwight Howard making a three tonight. Well, he also missed two consecutive free throws in the fourth quarter, meaning free chicken for everybody, courtesy of our friends at Chick-fil-A. During the fourth quarter, anytime a player from the opposing team misses two consecutive free throws, the entire state of Utah wins a free original Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich. Uh, Offer redeemable only through the Chick-fil-A app. You must have the location services turned on in the app in order to claim your sandwich. When activated, you must claim the offer in the Chick-fil-A app within four 48 hours and have five business days to redeem it. This offer is uh, no longer connected to tickets or attendance at the game. Limit one entry per user. You know, losses are tough, Coach, but they're a little bit easier when you get a free chicken sandwich. Very much. Thank you, Dwight Howard. And Dwight Howard, for the listeners, the odds of him making a two foul shots, a, a missing two foul shots, are very high. This year, from the foul line, he's shooting 526 so you're right on point where the people behind the basket were waving all those uh, different paraphernalia, and it distracted them to the utmost. Enjoy the chicken. Enjoy that chicken, uh, indeed, courtesy of our good friends at uh, at Chick-fil-A. Uh, Coach, we've gone uh, a lot through this post game, and I don't know, it, you know, we're talking about the Jazz, of course, as a Jazz-focused show, but we uh, have we talked about LeBron and his game enough? And, and, hey, I'm not the biggest LeBron fan in the world. I, I'm really not. Uh, but you've certainly got to respect uh, what he does on the basketball floor, let alone at 35 years old. And I do like how he's adjusted his game coach to to bring Anthony Davis aboard on this Lakers team. And so far, anyway, they seem to work pretty well together. I was skeptical, I've got to admit, Coach, just because the bigs who've played with LeBron throughout his career, their production have, hasn't necessarily gone up. But LeBron has figured out a way uh, to highlight Anthony Davis. And boy, is it uh, is it working. LeBron's pass happy leads the NBA in assists almost 11 a game. And Anthony Davis is a multi-talented scorer, both inside and outside. And he's a law, he's a law pass artist the whole game. As far as once he's airborne, it's impossible. He play, he's, a res, he's a cloud resonant the way he can elevate in traffic above everybody and catch and throw the ball down. And LeBron is a very adept passer. With the law pass or direct passing, bounce passing, he's all a repertoire of on-time, on-target deliveries. It's working because each player respects the other guy's elite game, and the teammates around him are all part of the core, and it's LeBron's brilliance, but part of his brilliance is taking a, a step some of the time, sideways, to showcase Anthony Davis and all the other crew in his team. Yeah, and it seems like the extra pieces or the, the pieces that they've put around LeBron this year are just a much better fit than they were uh, last year. Danny Green has been a terrific fit. Um, you know, we, we know about Kuzma, uh, who didn't have a terrific shooting night tonight, but affected the game in a, in a number of different ways. Contavious Caldwell Pope was very good. 
good. Um, JaVale McGee, who was once just famous for his shacked in a fool appearances, has turned into a very ser- a serviceable player for this team. And we've talked uh, about Dwight Howard tonight. And and let's not forget about Rajon Rondo, who was one rebound away from a triple-double. So, um, you know, I know Jazz fans out there don't like uh, thinking positive things about the Lakers. But what, what the Lakers did in the offseason is really, really working. They, they're really good. And also we left out Alex Caruso yes. as your 10th man. Jake, that guy was in the G League. Anybody could have had him on their, on their team the last two years. And he's an effective, again, 10th man. Also, Avery Bradley, one of the better two-way guards on both sides of the ball. He's out with a, he's out with a, a, fra- a, a, a slight hairline fracture. He come back around December uh, 15th or so and put him in the group right now. So the, the, the Lakers mid-sized guys as a group now really are effective. It's not one guy. It's the whole three or four guys that play both two guard and small forward, and they outwork, they outskill, they outshoot, and out uh, really outfight most teams' other midsize guys who, who might have more talent. But these guys have what collective spirit. All right, Coach, let's uh, look forward a little bit to Saturday night's game. The Memphis Grizzlies will be here. That game tips a little later than usual, actually. It's an 8 o'clock tip on Saturday night, so mark your calendars if you're used to the normal 7 o'clock start time or even the 8.30 for national TV. A little bit different on Saturday night. Uh, things will tip off at 8 o'clock. We'll begin uh, pregame coverage at, uh, at 7. But this is Memphis Grizzlies team, Coach. We've already seen twice this year, including last Friday. Uh, they have additional injury issues and for a, a jazz team that's struggling no doubt and we heard that that locker room was a little subdued tonight the another game against the Grizzlies actually should be just what the doctor ordered very much and the two guys that are injured right now are possibly rookie of the year John Morant, who's out with a back spasm injury, and also Brandon Clark, the young guy from Gonzaga, who's played very well. He's out with a sore left oblique and a hip injury. They get him back around December 10th or so. Remember last week, the Jazz were down 15 points in that game, and they stormed back. They outscored the Grizzlies 63-39, to led by the brilliance of Boyan Bondanovich, where he gets 33 points, shooting 12 for 20 from the field goal percentage, from three-point range, four for eight, and he scores 16 points in decisive fourth quarter. He was absolutely great. So was Donovan, and so is Rudy Gobert. And the series right now is 1-1. The, the Jazz, these are the kind of games where the Jazz have to win to try to stop the skid, but also gain some uh, present confidence. And it all starts with defense, ball movement, and most of all, uh, moving your feet and uh, committing less fouls, but still be aggressive. The, you know, you look at uh, you look at the games they've got coming up, uh, Coach. Starting, of course, uh, with uh, with Memphis and Memphis, of course, as we've uh, talked about, struggling a little bit, and we saw that last Friday. But you you look at the schedule going forward, Coach. Oklahoma City on Monday. Uh, at home, at Minnesota on Wednesday, which, you know, Minnesota, that could be uh, possibly a tough game. But then you come back on Friday, you've got Golden State at home, Tuesday, Orlando at home, and then you start an East Coast, uh, uh, three-game East Coast road trip, which is definitely more manageable than the last one with Atlanta, Charlotte, and Miami, although Miami, very good as we know. But you look at the schedule in front, and if if it's a good schedule if you've got some things to work on. And and we heard the, the Jazz players say they've got some things to work on. We heard Quinn Snyder say they've got things to work on. They've got a couple of days off now before Saturday's game against Memphis to get at least one practice in. This is a good stretch to have coming up if you're trying to work on some things to get it together. Yes, and at all winnable games, and the Jazz are a hard-working team. Now they've got to, now they've regained some of their swagger and focus, and that's on both sides of the ball. The schedule is somewhat favorable and the Jazz bench hopefully will be able to contribute either individually as part of a second unit or as a collective group. And that's been the Jazz' biggest uh, dilemma of how do you mix and match as far as playing, if you do play all four or five guys together as a second unit or do you, miss and, do you mix and match and put some of your start with a second unit to try to give them some scoring punch and give them momentum plays. It's a tough dilemma. The Jazz are trying to figure it out, but it all starts with, with, individ- with individual players saying that I want to play better myself.
And we heard David quote the stats of how the offensive uh, ratings just fall off the table every time just one of the starters is not on the floor. And then we heard Coach Schneider talk about it in his postgame press conference where they're they're throwing they're throwing stuff against the wall. They're trying to figure out stuff that works, and it's it's a it's a big problem. And the solution is is in progress. I guess is the best way to put it because they really they've got to figure it out, Coach. I mean, they've got to figure out the best way to move forward because right now, you know, if if they go on these scoring droughts that we've seen through the past several games, it's going to be really really difficult uh, to go on a big time run. Most teams that bench that play well, usually speaking, have a bunch of spirited people. They just the way they play the game. They run the floor. They score points off movement, Jake. They don't need the ball to be able to go one on one. It's it's cutting. It's of broken plays. It's uh, action baskets. It's a stick back. It's running the floor. It's uh, uh, the ball bounces off someone's uh, a leg and the ball comes to you. And you quick score it in the basket, or you get a steal, open floor, and you, you dunk on someone's head. These are all things that. Teams that are bench are lively. They come in the game and they impact, they outplay and outwork and just out tough the other team's second unit. And as for the Jazz, they've shown that some of the time, but they need they need right now dramatically for just generally speaking the Jazz bench to be to show more energy and life. All right, uh, if you're uh, you know late just jumping in the car, getting out of the game tonight, just a couple of stats in review, and then we'll get some final thoughts from Coach. Uh, Donovan Mitchell tonight, 29 points, 5 assists, 4 boards. He did it on 11 of 24 shooting. Uh, Bogdanovich tonight, Coach, 6 of 15, 23 points. He had a really nice night, actually, 6 of 10 from 3. He had 3 assists, 3 rebounds, and a steal. Uh, Rudy Gobert was hampered a little bit in the first half with some foul trouble. He finished the game tonight with 13 points, and and, uh, and 10 rebounds. Uh, Joe Ingles started tonight for the injured Mike Conley. Uh, coach, he had uh, four points, five assists, two rebounds. He didn't shoot the ball particularly well, but he did a lot of other things well. He actually finished the game in the plus-minus at, uh, at plus one. He's the only Jazz player in the plus category tonight with, uh, with a plus one. And Jeff Green started tonight, Coach. Uh, eight points, uh, three of seven shooting, four boards, a couple of assists. As far as the Lakers, uh, LeBron and Anthony Davis are Certainly the story, the surrounding cast was pretty good too. LeBron with 20 points and 12 assists. Anthony Davis, 26 points, 6 rebounds. Uh, Contavious Caldwell-Pope had 14 points. Kyle Kuzma with 13 points, 3 blocks and 4 steals coming in off the bench. Rajon Rondo almost with a triple-double coming off the bench. 14 points, 12 assists, and 9 rebounds. Coach, give us uh, a couple of uh, thoughts as we close the book on this one uh, and uh, look forward to Memphis tomorrow. Or, excuse me, on Saturday. Fast break points, both offense and defense. The Jazz have to try to get more points in open floor, and that starts with defense. Unfortunately, tonight they were outscored 32-5 in a fast break game. So you've got to try to turn that around by getting in the open floor based on your defensive activity and finish at the rim or to kick out three-point shots. The second thing is ball value. The Jazz starters had 12 turnovers to the Lakers starters with only two turnovers. So what you want to do is respect the ball, the the possession, and just have a, get a, get a good look at the basket. Don't beat yourself by uh, forcing uh, bad passes or walking violations that will give you a chance to stay in the game early to get confidence for yourself and also as a group. All right, we want to say a big thanks to David Locke and Ron Boone doing a terrific job calling the game as usual. Thanks to the broadcast assistants that worked on the broadcast tonight. Big thanks to Adrian Leiser, executive producer of Jazz Game Night. Also thanks to our title sponsor of Jazz Post Game. That would be Mark Miller Subaru. Go where love takes you in a completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback. Available now at Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Also want to say a big hearty thanks to you, Coach Chiesa. It's uh, it's always fun hanging out with you for a Jazz game night. Thanks, Jake. All right, your final. The Jazz followed the Lakers 121-96, to and you heard it all right here on the Jazz Radio Network. <laughs>